We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What do you think about the Laker team now? You follow the box scores of the games every day? Just the Lakers. You're kidding. That is really a compliment. I was pleased to see you smile at the top of our show because once the game starts, you have a game face. You don't smile much out there. I don't think you have to do things for money anymore. Correct. What's up, Laker fans? Welcome to the Laker Film Room Podcast. I'm Pete, joined by Darius and Mike. And on Saturday night, the Lakers won the inaugural in-season tournament with a victory over the Indiana Pacers. The Lakers went 7-0 in in-season tournament play with an average margin of victory of 19 points. And there is nobody on the planet that I am happier for than our very own Mike Trudell. Today, we're going to do a, a little twofer today. First episode will come out today, and then maybe the second one back-to-back, maybe the other one tomorrow. We'll see how that works out. But this first one's going to be more of a talk about just the in-season tournament in general. And then the second one that we do, we're going to zoom into more of the specifics and X's and O's and all of that. But Mike, it was a blast. They wanted to make these games this time of year more competitive. I love the way this Lakers team approached the tournament. It's kind of a dress rehearsal for the playoffs, but it was a ton of fun. Lakers win it all in Vegas, get a little bit of money for everybody. Tell me your thoughts on on all of it. Well, I I think I've spent so much time since we first heard about this, just trying to sell it or explain it and, and all of this. And I think that the best, the thing that I could have done all along would just be like, We'll just watch LeBron James. Like, how about the guy that's been in the NBA since 2003? Look at the seriousness with which he's taking it. Look at the uh, look at the level. I think that the whole thing has come up to in part uh, because of him setting that tone. And, you know, that should tell us a lot right there. Uh, just how much LeBron is tied into the NBA and will be tied into the NBA in the future. And it's hard to get that perspective, I think, right now, while we're still watching him play at this ridiculous level. But it's just a, a nice cheat sheet way um, of understanding that this that this thing has some import and that LeBron was able to grasp it, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, and and now the fact that he was also able to win it, uh, I th- that everything fell into place like it did. And the Lakers like kind of finally got healthy uh, right during the stretch run of this. And, uh, you know, LeBron and AD knock on wood, continue to stay healthy. And so LeBron leading the way throughout this whole thing and then Anthony Davis delivering when everybody was watching Uh, and uh, I know that in the thread, we had a couple of comments on it, but the ability for him to do that when the team is focused on, on helping him do that. And the opponent is not doubling and is, is, is just 
allowing the continued a- the actions that the Lakers are running um, into the paint and not to get too specific on it now, but that to me was a nice uh, crystallization sort of, of of why the Lakers, um, you know, need to be thought of as a, a real contender. Uh, and I know that that was something that some people are probably still waiting to get caught up on. So the, the IST kind of mirrored these two things, like one, um, this is the Laker team that can, that can still rise to a different level when basketball uh, gets down to playoff type basketball, um, as opposed to more of a regular season team, which I still think like Indiana, Sacramento, some teams like that, like this, that was playoff basketball. Uh, and the fact that they get to call upon it this early in the season and now use it to try and get to the big prize while sticking that trophy in the trophy case, the first one ever, it says Lakers on it. It says LeBron James on the MVP. Uh, and that's going to be there for the rest of history. You know, I, I still know who won the first title in basically every sport just because that's it's one of those trivia questions. It's just something that, you know, and and so now this is something that counts. So uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think zooming out, the thing that stood out to me was the disconnect between fans. And I'll put myself like into this idea as well of fans wondering how much players were actually going to care because of the general devaluation of the regular season that has been happening like over the last, I don't know, five to 10 years. And the idea that this could be like gimmicky and whether or not the players would actually buy in to it. And fans who aren't in the mix of it every single day or aren't the actual players, how much that was going to be like, oh, how much does this transfer? Rightfully so, we wanted to see it and we wanted to see how much the players actually did treat these games differently. And uh, like in the zoom out, Pete, I'm more of the lines of like, I thought the league did a wonderful job of just really like changing the environment to sort of make these things seem different and feel different. Right. It felt different. Yep. Yep. Some of the courts were wonky, but the different courts sort of like tell you This is a different thing. Some of the jerseys are not my favorites. This idea of like, okay, well, these games, how are we going to treat these games? They mean externally, the environmental factors are telling you this thing is different. And then you start to think about why is it different? Oh, well, it's different because if we win these things, we may get a big old fat check and maybe a trophy. And I think the teams that sort of, latched on to those ideas early as being meaningful were the teams that ended up in the finals. The Pacers were a team from the East that I think sort of really wanted to use this as a building block for like, we want to be a serious basketball team this season. And I think the Lakers um, and LeBron hinted at this some, but they were a tire fire to start the season last year. And so this idea of finding extra meaning early in the season, and I thought that was already on their mind to start the year. And then this gives them even a little bit more of a jetpack on their back. Yeah, Darwin called it a shot in the arm, Darius. So all of these things combined, I think, to to make the Lakers take this a little bit more seriously. And I think around the league, it was... um, a good thing. And and I was happy to see the level of competitiveness raise itself up, particularly from the Lakers. Like, like, look, I want the Lakers to win. And these dudes, I don't care if other people are like, oh, well, you know, Lakers and talking. There was some of that in the aftermath for sure. 
But for me, I'm happy to see the Lakers find juice earlier in the season for a team that historically has sometimes found its way to take its foot off of the pedal. And this was an environment for them to actually step on the gas more. And I'm appreciative of that. I am too. I am too. And it's something that you can build on, right? You can't win the champion, the NBA championship in December, but you can have smaller victories along the way. And every championship team I've ever seen has had that. It might not be in the form of an in-season tournament, but one thing, and Mike, you can speak on this way better than I can, but from my time of being at shoot-arounds and just around NBA players in general, usually when they let the media in to a shoot around or a practice, it's after the actual practice has happened. And what you're usually watching is guys getting shots up. And most of the time they're engaged in some sort of shooting game, right? It's a competition of some sorts. These are the same type of guys, Mike, that are playing cards at the back of the plane that I, I think that most people's jobs do not have such a direct competitive component to them where like, it's me versus you. I'm going to defeat you in ways that it makes it harder to understand kind of an athlete's mentality. But these guys are totally wired that way, that if you put just some kind of stakes on the line, even putting the money of it aside, that there is going to be like, there's been so many times where I've seen that in at the end of a shoot around or a practice where like LeBron or some other player, they, they hit the game winning three in a three point shootout and they're like racing up the court triumphantly, you know, because they beat their, their friend, uh, you know, and teammate. And so I, I loved that. I loved that. And I think that it gives just a small taste for a lot of the young players that are on this Lakers team of just kind of elevating that. Like AD had a quote afterward where he was like, he was telling Christian Wood, like, or, or it might've been Wood who said this about AD uh, that like, I'm going to treat this like a game seven. And then he goes out and scores you know, get, drops 40 in 21. So let's take a break here. When we come back, I'd love to talk more about that, Mike, about the just sort of little bit of experience that the younger guys got. So one of my goals right now is to eat better, but in the thick of the NBA season, that can be hard to do. So I recently signed up for Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. They can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track for your healthy lifestyle while tackling all of your holiday to-dos. And so if you're too busy with holiday plans to cook, but you want to make sure you're eating well, with Factor, you can skip that extra trip to the grocery store and chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Choose from 35-plus weekly, flavor-packed, fresh and never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all delivered right to your door and ready to eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash LakerFilm50 and use code LakerFilm50, all one word, to get 50% off. That's code LakerFilm50 at factormeals.com slash LakerFilm50 to get 50% off. If you had a chance to watch the game and just pause it a couple of times on the bench uh, after, you know, LeBron, Ray D make a play, just look at the G League guys, look at the two way guys uh -huh. and just the the look in their eyes of just like looking at LeBron and AD like they're Santa Claus and they're five <laughs> years old and Santa is actually in their house. You know, just, just dropping gold uh, or Christian dropping with the home alone. C notes. I love his home alone yeah, react. I mean, yeah. No, but but LeBron and AD were literally giving these dudes, you know, 
500,000 or at least half that for the G League guys uh-huh. Christmas presents, the ones that weren't playing. And and then, you know, they were sure to credit them after like those guys do help right uh, with what they do and in practice. But ultimately, they're getting the gift because LeBron and AD um, and, and the supporting guys are really bringing it. And like that, that part was great to see. And that to me, the money was was just as much about that as like the actual cash. It's just the this is like when you're going through something. What I love about sports is that we are in this together. Like we're in a foxhole yeah. together and it's it's us against them. And then Pete, within that context, it's also me against you. And and like that, those things can work together. And that's what you talked about with a guy trying to win in cards or trying to win a shooting contest. Ultimately, being on a team is also a test um, for you against a peer that is that is at least uh, worthy of yep. your competition. You know, this is not you. This is not you meeting somebody at random. And, you know, you spend a lot of your life playing basketball and they may play baseball and and then you beat them in a shooting contest. Like, congrats. You know, these are people that have all made this select club uh, and then they're they're going to try and and just figure out, okay, who is the real alpha in here? And guess what? LeBron James has always been the real alpha. Yes. And I don't I can't imagine he's ever been on a basketball team. Where he wasn't. No. Including his rookie year, including mm-hmm. when he was five years old. And that's unique. You know, that's not even that didn't happen to Kobe. Mm-hmm. Even that didn't happen to Jordan. Yep. You know, uh, on at least not for a little bit, like in Jordan, the whole the high school thing. Right. With Laney High. Mm-hmm. One thing, uh, Doc Rivers has been speaking to this point, Mike, in uh, he's been marveling about like, imagine if you took everything, you know, now and you transported back in time into high school and just all of like the physical capabilities that you have when you're younger combined with the knowledge like that's where LeBron's at he still has the physical capabilities but this like unprecedented level of experience and knowledge as the dude like you were saying yeah and so and so to take all of that context now like these are this is the competitive level that these that these guys play at and that goes for the whole NBA but you know LeBron First LeBron and then AD uh, to an to an extent behind that, they're able to translate all of that um, onto the court and and so take the in season tournament. I think that from now on and starting starting when the groups are revealed in the summer, all these other players were watching this final, and now like you, you don't have to it doesn't have to be not cool to like really bring it and to bring your best effort to win it. Uh, it's and, never and not I think cool, they're just but yes. <laughs> Well, no, I agree with that, but that's an, everybody doesn't. That's, that's not true. how everybody operates. That's true. You know, I think, and there were some teams, Pete, that didn't take this as seriously as others. Yeah. Yep. And and so, like, there were even even Boston. They didn't play. They didn't play their starters like max minutes against Indy. Now, granted, they didn't have Porzingis, but like they, I think that teams now, having seen how this all played out, having seen Las Vegas, having like it was actually cool to be there. Uh, all of the media members, mm-hmm. uh, the players, mm-hmm. the coaches, like everybody was that was there. Um, for the most part, I'm sure there are, you can always find a detractor or two, but people are kind of like, oh, I get it. Like, I get it now. Like, this is a thing. This is like, this is pretty cool. And that, that's going to, that's going to raise the level for me um, when you start it. Now, it it won't mean that every team will do it. And this is where I bring in like the FA Cup in England, where a team that won the title before uh, that's coming to start that next season and has pushed for an additional two months, maybe they've got a guy or, or two hurt. They may be thinking, man, I don't like I don't think we've got what it takes to win this this year. Like, let's we're not going to go for it in the same way that some other team Mm -hmm. does. But most teams, I think, are going to are going to look at this now and to see LeBron up there holding the trophy. And it it just is. It's just a little bit cooler. It's a little more relevant. And and I, I think that the NBA could not have been happier. 
um, with how that turned out. Like LeBron did a, a big favor, um, I think, to the league by really embracing the competition behind this. Uh, and I, I just love, you know, you know me, guys, and I think you're the same way. I, I love the juice. Um, and we've been talking about hoops for the last several weeks and we're talking about basketball and not like which team uh free agent to be x or or guy that needs to be traded for x Mm -hmm. is going to go to at the deadline and that's been a huge uh source of light in the league i think and and i'm I'm just uh happy about it and shout out to harrison for putting me up in the raptors that was nice uh, on twitter (laughs) i appreciate that i'd love to see the re-engagement with the competition in games that are like these November and December games. I want to get back to a point that you were making, Pete, about using these games as a tool both for learning and for like practicing your execution Mm -hmm. as the stakes go up and what it means for some of these younger guys and even for the head coach who they were in the playoffs last season and they made a run to the Western Conference Finals. Darwin treated this game like a playoff game too. Yes, you like, did. didn't see Rui fight. at all in the second half. Mm-hmm. LeBron and AD basically they played the entire fourth quarters. Besides that stretch where AD looked like he might have tweaked his groin and he went to the bench, like he played the entire second half. Um, even Halliburton was like, "I'm used to seeing, I'm used to playing in these games with LeBron and AD." Maybe they play 30 or 35 minutes. He's like, "It felt like this game they were never off the court." Right and. Darvin said, we're going to go win this, basically. And he didn't say he didn't have to say it with his words. He said it with his actions. That's right. And it's like the same thing we were talking about in last week's pod where we were talking about LeBron sort of downplaying the games and, oh, like it's only December. We've got 60 games left or whatever. It's like game 23 and some of those comments. And then he goes out and dominates the Pelicans, yep. and then basically puts a stranglehold on things in terms of like his leadership within the context of the Pacers game by just hunting out AD. And we'll talk about that in the next pod. Mm-hmm. Now, seeing some of these guys like, hey, man, like, look, this is, if not a full out playoff game plan, hey, man, like, we're going out here to execute. Yeah, right. It's like, something. This yep. is a game plan to beat the Pacers. That's right. Specifically to beat the Pacers. That's right. Yes. We're devising a game plan to beat the Pacers and we're going to go out there and who can execute that at the highest level. And the guys who did, coincidentally, those were the guys who played in the text thread. And we'll get into this more a little bit later. But like we were talking about Rui and in the first half and how he didn't necessarily have like his his best first step. And he seemed like a little bit late offensively, a little bit late defensively. Mm-hmm. And you know who didn't? Vando. Like, Vando looked great. Cam Reddish looked great. And so it just happened to be that those were the guys, like in the second half, those were the guys who played. And so giving those guys even more experience to sort of be like, this is is the level that you have to try to strive towards. I thought the leadership that LeBron and AD showed in that regard, similar to the quote that you said that Wood provided, is just as important as all of the production. Yes. They don't win without the production, but they definitely don't win without the leadership and them sort of being that guiding light. To speak to that point, LeBron was mic'd up for this game, and we posted a short on the Lakers official, uh, or or on the Lakers YouTube channel that you should check out. And one of the things that LeBron said in that was like, hey, they're tired, right? And so like LeBron's talking 
trash in all of this. He's talking, oh, they can't guard they, you. Cannot guard him talking about AD like, oh, he's like, you're I'm not tired. He's not. I'm like, not tired. He's <laughs> like, and then later he's like, they're tired, and he's like, who's old, buddy? Right? And he just and it's this level of like. With the Pacers in particular, remember when we did the game preview, it's like, these dudes play fast. And I was wondering, Doc Rivers was commenting on this at the beginning of the fourth. He was like, I wonder if the Lakers kind of blew their chance early on because AD had played the entire third quarter. Yes. And, and yes. they had started out with AD, Austin, and LeBron to start the fourth. And he called it the knockout punch. Like yeah, they went out, go. they went for the knockout punch and they haven't delivered it yet. And is that a problem? Yeah, exactly. And so it's like you're playing this really fast-paced team and you're playing these big minutes for your stars who are not just playing big minutes, but they're they're hooping, right? Like they're going hard in those minutes. And so it's in that stretch that LeBron's like he flips it. Just mentally, and this is part of that leadership, D, is is he flips it to like, they're the tired ones. They're the ones that have to have been running away from uh, Cam Reddish all freaking game, right? As we picked up full court. I can't wait to talk about the basketball of this game in the next pod, right? But it's like, they're the ones that are tired. This idea that we're tired, absolutely not. And so it's this defiant competitiveness, Mike, that is part of just that leadership and that like dress rehearsal aspect of this is the mentality you have to get to in these sorts of games that no, it's not the NBA championship, but it is just a little taste that is just super valuable. Yeah. And and this also, the same thing happened in the Pelicans game. And I I don't think as much in the Phoenix game because they had Kevin Durant um, in part and because Devin Booker was out there, but they, even from there, like LeBron and AD went up a level and New Orleans clearly was not ready for that. And and how could you be? You know, it's just it really is different if you haven't played in a high stakes game seven uh, or even in the case of the Lakers, like when they were winning, they never got to game uh, game seven. But they like they've they certainly know how what that drill is. And then they brought that again to Indiana. And I actually was really impressed that Indiana, they took a lot of blows in that game and they kept playing their system they kept running they kept pushing i think halliburton gets a lot of credit Mm -hmm. for that and and that's and that's impressive now they just didn't have the personnel um they just didn't they didn't Mm -hmm. have they did not have even miles turner who is is in terms of physicality uh, and just length and all that is one of the guys you think could sort of hang a little bit but not when ad's in that mode and and then here's just my i feel like again every pod i got to say something about ad the post-game narrative was sort of like well, when AD's uh, on like that, this is what eyes. he can do. And why does he not do this every night? And it's like, no, guys, guys, like, I can acknowledge a, a little bit of that. Like, yeah, he definitely he definitely was super aggressive. But the bigger part of that to me was that it was not Jason Kidd or Malone or these coaches that are throwing the traps and not letting him do that. You can you cannot let most bigs other than maybe Shaq. Uh, and, you know, to an extent, Jokic when when he's on because of how, how varied his skill set is. But the Lakers can then just give the ball to LeBron or Austin Reeves or, or D'Lo and have AD set screens. And he'll do the exact same thing defensively that he did. And he always does. But he's not instead of scoring 40, he might score 23 on 50 plus percent from the field. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That's not because he's not doing stuff. It's it, because of what the game plan is. Yeah. And that's the only it's like even when he's doing this. Well, he showed us. Why can't he do it every time? You know, and even Shaq, who, of course, we, we love and, and for many different reasons, like Shaq, you didn't do the same exact stuff that AD did defensively. 
um, right during your run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 but you certainly would take over these games offensively. So sorry, uh, Darius, there's once again, I feel like I have to put that out there on AD just to, just to make sure the narrative um, is, is correct. Let's go to the break here. And when we come back on the other side, I have a comment or two about the narrative as well, but then I want to pivot. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So yes, Mike, I, I definitely heard, I listened to a national pod this morning and I heard, you know, like, well, this is why AD is a confounding player at times. And this is why he gets the criticism. And it's just like, oh, he gets the criticism because he's this good. That's why we're criticizing. That's an interesting perspective on life to be. That it's just like, when you're so good, we have to find reasons to criticize you when you're not that good all of the time. I also love the framing of if they get this version of this guy, it's just like, oh, when a guy plays one of the best games you've ever seen a player play, if he plays like that all of the time, the Lakers are going to be good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that level of analysis there. And so it is tiresome. I said this to Pete the other day in the thread and he clapped back at me a little bit because I think there is a it is a double-edged sword. But I said, yeah, if Anthony Davis basically takes 25 shots a night and hits 20 of them and is the best defensive player in the world, he's going to be the best player in the league by like an order of magnitude that oh, is like bigger than that. I totally agree with that. No. Yeah. Yes. Got, no, but I'm saying up, you're yeah. like, well, that's on the table for him. And it totally oh, is. Yes. And, yes. and so, so, so you're sort of hitting me back. Like, like, yeah, but right. It's just like, he can be at a higher level than a lot of other players in the league. I think the tricky part is, is that, and this is a bigger AD discussion, but it's just like, he is not a like, give him the ball every single time 20 feet from the basket and let him do Mm -hmm. some stuff. And it is harder for a big to do all of this stuff unless he is the center of your universe. And the Lakers have another guy in LeBron James who is a center of a universe. And AD can be Jupiter, but Mm -hmm. LeBron is almost always the sun. And it's just the way that it goes to a certain extent. I wanted to get back though, guys, to this idea of like, momentum for a team and how that relates back to the in-season tournament. And I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the leveraging of this environment towards a path to build towards something. Hindsight always tells you that championship teams go through something in order to get to 
the end goal. I remember thinking about the 2019-20 team and like it wasn't entirely clear to me until after it all happened how like the trip to China right as Daryl Morey sends that tweet and what the environment was like in China for them and how that was a team building experience for them. It was a, it was an environment where they had to come together. And then it was very similar with the passing of Kobe. And then it was very similar within the pandemic as well, when everyone was supposed to be separate. But then we hear after the fact way later that like, no, actually, these guys were getting together probably when they shouldn't have been. And they were doing like work together in order to try to stay connected and make sure that when things did restart, they were the team that was mentally prepared. And then in the bubble, all of that showed, right? And they were the team that was mentally strong. They were the team that was most together. They were the team that enjoyed each other. And that propelled them towards, towards their final goal. And I was interested, when I was listening to you both talk earlier about this same idea, I wonder, can the IST in general, and I think a lot of teams could use it for this purpose, but I'm wondering what you think specifically about the Lakers and how this idea works for them for a team that is trying to come together and build that continuity and is trying to get real performances from new players that they will need if they're going to reach their maximum potential. It's a great setup. This is another area where I've, as you're talking, Darius, I'm thinking about just listening to LeBron speak over the years, listening to Kobe speak over the years. And even when you have an identity for who you are as a player and you might have an identity for what you think the team is going to be, that that can't be stamped until something happens with that team that season. So the Lakers make this great run after the All-Star break last year or after they make the trade and they get to the conference finals and they kind of figure out who they are uh, within within that group. But then the next year comes and I asked LeBron a question about the continuity of it and his first his first reaction while while acknowledging yes it's better to have this carryover from the roster but like no nah, this is a new season man yeah like we no like we every year is different even if it's one dude that changed like mm-hmm. we still have to find that we still have to figure that out and i think that the ist was just a, a huge accelerant of that for in a reminder of what the lakers do when the games matter and this is like my a constant thing that I'm trying to think about when watching regular season games on league pass. Okay. Yeah. But what, but to what end, to what end was it like context? Was this on a back-to-back against a team that wasn't playing that hard? Can this style work in the postseason? Can this guy stay healthy? All of these things. And the, what, the way that the Lakers played to me, well, Pete, if I don't know if you want to get into jump shooting and 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 that whole thing, but like oh, we will this next is yes. <laughs> this is the way though this is right, the way, that yeah. they are going to to win. This is the this is what we were talking about a couple of months ago at the start of the preseason and the way that they swarm teams. I think anybody watching that around the league is is got to be thinking that's, that's not a team that's going to be a ton of fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of Denver, who earned that by doing what they did last year. Now, they're a different team right now. They've lost three in a row. I think they've hit a wall. We'll save that for a different pod as well. But they like they don't have to worry about it in that context. But I, I do think that, that what the Lakers can be with this oppressive physicality and length and uh, with LeBron still here and then Austin and D'Lo on the side to create plays, um, that that identity really got not just emerged, Pete, but got stamped uh, yep. by what they were able to do in the in-season tournament. 
and that to me is the answer to Darius's question about like, can you build off of that? And it's, it's yes, but it will be linked to the work that's done from here on out. But the whole like, this is the way type of thing, I think everybody saw it. And everybody who's a Laker fan who follows the team on a regular basis, like I got so many texts over the, the last week or so, like, oh my God, look at these guys on defense, you know? And that sort of, this is the foundation of who we will be. And also like, we talk about continuity. We've, we've talked about it so much. It's like Lakers continuity. It's it's relative to previous seasons of ours, but we have like five or six new dudes on the team, right? It's not even just like one new guy. Like you were saying, Mike, we have several new players in a way where even if you just look at the rotations in the first couple of games and compare that to what the rotation is now, like if you told me two months ago that I would be ecstatic to watch Cam Reddish play basketball and like, I would have been like, yeah, okay, we'll see about that. But he was, he played like 33 minutes in that game. He is, and he will talk again, talk more about this, but him, especially on the defensive end and, and finding a role on offense, he's the guy that takes it to a scary place in that we knew Vando was really good and what he was capable of. We knew Anthony Davis, of course, and what LeBron can get to defensively. But this first part of the season is sort of tryouts, a, a period of discovery, as Darvin Ham likes to call it, D, that you don't necessarily know. You might have an idea. You might theorize about it over the course of the offseason. But having these things like the in-season tournament where it's like, okay, we're going to have this sort of mentality shift toward yeah. more playoff style and who can hang in this and who can't and what goes well and what doesn't. In terms of a period of discovery, you can't get better information than that on what you are. And so we found an identity within the process of going through this. I think back again to the title team in AD's first season here and – I remember the first part of that season with Frank and who was in the rotation. Quinn Cook was in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Troy Dudley. Daniels was in the rotation. Alex Caruso was not playing as much. Rondo had like an outsized role. And Rondo ended up having an outsized role when when the playoffs came as well. But it was like it was, again, this period of learning and and then taking what you've learned and then applying it to future things. And this Lakers team felt like they needed that. And whether or not it was purposeful in the approach of LeBron and AD, or if it was just a happy outcome of them taking this thing seriously to begin with, we have learned more about what this team is capable of, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And as the stakes inched up more and more, and the game plans became more specific, you then start to learn even more about what these players are capable of doing on on both sides of the ball. And it's not always going to be perfect. And it's not always going to be, oh, they make every single play and every play works out great. But this is like who can hang and who has a baseline level of you can do this within the context of what our plans are. And this was a great experience for these guys. The fact that they won is great, but I'm saying it was a great experience for these guys to actually be able to execute, Mike, and and understand this is what the plan is and we got to go do it. And the last point for me, within this context, they got six wins that count towards the regular season standings and the Lakers at the time of recording, they're 14 and nine. They're tied with Denver for the four spot, a game back of OKC for number two. And that was such a huge issue last year, guys, digging out of that hole in the play-in mix, like all the energy that was exposed to do that. 
this little window while while getting their identity um they they stamp these wins and put them in the bank uh, and that that makes a big difference as the regular season continues very much so uh this is was a, a ton of fun lakers win the inaugural in-season tournament uh we will be back with another episode coming up to talk about the basketball of that it was a a great game that i can't wait to dig into with you guys but until then even the Central laker film room podcast we'll catch you guys next time Baines has got it in low to McHale. McHale wants to turn his double team. Just pass out of front, broken up by Worthy. Tip to Magic. Worthy dies on his belly. Magic scores. There's Magic got it. Magic fires. It's good. The Lakers win the game. The Lakers win the game. Three seconds left. That next to the winner. It's on the way. Good. Kobe Bryant, 48 points, 16 rebounds. With his eighth block shot, the an NBA Finals record. A lot of Laker fans okay, sticking so around for this. You're seeing something that's very rare indeed. A Laker to get MVP chance right, in, Boston. in Boston. Of all places. Are you kidding me? Kobe. Hard to believe. Are you kidding me? Unreal. Are you kidding me? Lakers looking to push. Bryant spinning in the lane. Back for Gasol. Freddy pass. And it's back to a three-point game. Kobe Bryant picked up by Bell. There's Let's the move. Go. Two, Let's go. one, miss it! Unbelievable. It's over. Shot clock now to five. Bryant. Yes! And that was a little tough to Albert Gentry. Bad insult to injury, Kobe. I mean, what a shot. I mean, you can't defend that. Are you kidding me? 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic. Trying to disrupt Rondo, he puts it in. Here's Davis, 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers! James again. Oh, he hits another one. LeBron James putting together a closing quarter against the Nuggets. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble, and banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters.